0: welcome back to hey great shot you know considering how hard we were beefing in the five minutes before we started this part four of this wonderful u.s open preview podcast rothman i wasn't sure if you were gonna jump in and be like hey i'm upset shot or hey go yourself shot it, there there was a little
1: go <laughs> yourself in my great shot but we'll we'll leave that for off off well mic. I think
0: that's isn't the that the best part of the great shot the versatility of it as a phrase the sarcasm the the, the tone the force you can put behind it
1: yeah there, there's there's a lot that can be interpreted out of a out of a hey great shot you know
0: <laughs> it's literally it ranges from passive aggressive to just Oh, it's so friendly. So I love it. But joining us for part four of our U.S. Open preview and to break down the last quarter of the draw, the Alex Virev quarter, we brought in cracked rackets writer Pied Piper of Winston Salem. Just you know, I believe he is third or fourth now in all time appearances on the Great Shot Podcast. The only man who might do more tennis cocaine than either me or Rothman. And tennis cocaine is not the real thing. It means he's watching the game with a drug-like addiction. It's our very own Matthew Stokowiak. Matt, hey, great shot, and welcome back.
2: What is going on, fellas? Gruskin, it is so good to see you again, man. Hear that voice. Uh, we We took a little hiatus there, but we're back now, man. I'm ready to go, and Max... First time doing it, man, but uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, and, and let's get it rolling. We got some predictions to make.
1: Welcome on board, brother. Always, always ready for a new voice to either agree with or argue with. As long as it's not Gruskin's, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm hey, saying. For part four, Stakowick has the exact amount of excitement that we need to get amped about this of quarter.
1: Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. We we needed that that high a little bit. You know what I'm I, I have to say, Stakowick, there's. A little bit more of a high-pitched sound to your voice, which is not a, an attack on you. It's just compared to our other contributors, they've got these low voices, that I like—I feel like I have to lower mine to to compensate. And now I can feel like I can let
0: it rip, you know. You can, so
2: love <laughs> I love it, man. We need, we need a little contrast, right? Hell yeah, Yeah, brother. Let's do
0: it. I'm all in on this. And it's great because I feel like Stokowiak and I have that same high-pitch enthusiasm in our voice so We can definitely bring out the goofiness of Rothman. But enough chit-chat. This is part four. The listeners know what they're getting into. We're going to break down the contenders, the young guns, our favorite matches, guys who should be on Upset Alert, the Americans. In this portion, the fourth quarter of our U.S. Open men's singles draw. Again, Alex Virev, the highest-ranked player in this portion of the draw ranked number four in the same portion as our defending Wimbledon. Fi- no, he did not make the finals, but our defending Australian 2018 Australian open men's singles finalist Marin Cilic, who's the number seven seed. And I think Matt, that's where we have to start in terms of the contenders in this portion of the draw, right? Those are the big two. Everyone will be watching.
2: Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. They're the two highest seeds in the quarter. Um, you know, obviously, Chilich is a major threat at every slam on the U.S. Open before. So you have to put him as one of the favorites to make it out of this section. And then, of course, Zverev, the young gun, the guy that we all want to see break through finally and have some success, uh, you know, really, really go deep at a major. So, yeah, you know, those are the two guys that I'm going to be looking for the most. And uh, possibly, just possibly, we might get a Chilich-Zverev quarter.
0: Well, we all know you are not one to pick against the seed, so we will get to that part later (laughs) on when we do our predictions. Rothman, some of the other guys in this portion of the draw, Goffin, Nishikori, I'll throw in Monfils for you because I know you'll always consider him a contender. I mean, do you think, and Schwartzman I should mention as well, do you think in this part of the draw it goes... Chilich, Zverev, and you could flip those two, but I'm saying they're in the first tier of contender and then drop and then everyone else, or is there anyone I'm missing, Rothman?
1: I mean, Gofen makes some interesting I wins. I should say a,
0: a two-eyed Gofen, not the Gofen we've been seeing for the past six months.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Gofen has made some surprising wins uh, you know, over the course of his career, so you kind of always have to throw him in there. Uh, Schwartzman, I would have maybe thrown in there six months ago, also. His, You know, last...
0: Schwartzman's a fellow Vildechai. He's part of the tribe. No way. I know. How incredible is I that? I mean, considering
1: he's 5'7, I guess that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh.
0: Our Davis I... Cup team is me, you, him, and Noah Rubin. And Duty's self. And, and Duty. Come and on, Duty. Bro. And, no, Duty's our coach now. Come on. <laughs>
1: um,. But yeah, I, I mean, again, also with Nishikori, former top ten. Uh, right now, you know, hasn't been the greatest year for him. So, but he's he's like a go fan. I think those two can kind of turn on the switch and, and play some great tennis. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I, I think they're kind of on their own their own level.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's fair, Matt. Did, did I, I mean obviously? I think it's fair. I framed the question. So again, we're not we're in part four of this. Uh, a lot of these contenders are overlapping at this point. Uh, but still, to you, Matt, on that point, the next tier of those Schwarzman, Goffin, Nishikori, Monfis guys, who, who are you looking at amongst that group? Who do you see as the next biggest threat? Do you see anyone needed to be on upset alert? I mean, what are you looking at?
2: Yeah. I, for me, it's actually pretty simple. I think the next biggest threat
0: to both you Can Chilich... I just say, it always is. It's always who seeded the highest. That's the last time I'll say it.
2: Come on, man. Come on. Hey, no. Dark
0: Horse you know, Djokovic. It,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. He was a 12 seed in Wimbledon. I got something for you later, though, Graskin. Hang on on that. Hold that thought. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think the third contender to Chilich and Zverev has to be whoever comes out of that Nisha nishikori match. The thing with GoFan is, I don't know if he's healthy. We saw him have to pull out in Cincinnati against Roger uh, the last time we saw him on a tennis court. So I don't know where he is physically. Obviously, if he's 100% ready to go, I mean, I-, I like GoFan a lot. He's a great player. Obviously, number 10 seed here. But I'm really looking for, I had a tough time picking that Monfils-Nishikori match. I was stumped on that for a while. Uh, But I think whoever comes out of that match in the second round is going to be the next biggest threat to both Chilich and Zverev.
1: I, so I could not agree more. Uh, If you know me, you know, I'm a Monfi fanatic. I think he is the most entertaining player to watch on the tour. Um, Head to head with Nishikori. He is on the wrong end. He's got one win to Nishikori's three. However... I think Monfi has had a relatively good season um, in Wimbledon, got through three rounds, lost to Kevin Anderson in a match where I I think he could have pulled it out. And Nishikori's been all over the place. And so I'm actually going to... In my current Topia draw, I have Monfi taking down Nishikori. And I actually originally had Zverev over Monfi. There is a chance I'd make a change Head to oh, head. Mon- well,
0: here it is. Monfils. It, Fee- is. it Mon- only Fee- took us
1: 4 hours. Monfils is 3 and 0 versus Varev. Last time being in 2016, so it's been a minute, but it was on an outdoor hard court in DC took him down 4 and 0. So, I don't know. Maybe Monfils pulls something out of his well, he sometimes well, me, does that.
2: Let me get this straight, Rothman. You're saying right now, answer the question. <laughs> is Monfils <laughs> in the quarterfinals of the US Open.
1: Uh, right right now I'm saying right no, now. but uh, right now I'm saying he's in the round of 16 and losing to Zverev because Zverev has been on a roll and he is ranked four in the world and Monfi is not even a seed. However, I'm saying if you want to take some crazy odds in Vegas and Monfi is in that round of 16 match, do it. I- I'd throw 20 bucks on Monfi to-, to take that match.
0: See, Matt, can't you see why Roth and I gel so well in the booth? That's my f- type of pick. That's my doubles partner right there. That is my guy. I love it. I love that pick.
2: It's all starting to make sense now, guys. It is coming together for me.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. And look, to Rothman's credit, yes, Nishi 3 and 1 against him on The last time they played rogers cup last year monfils took it six seven seven five seven six i think at the very least we are guaranteed to get four sets of phenomenal tennis hopefully a fifth and i'm gonna agree with you hey, i think my up
1: the other thing that could happen is martyr comes out swinging and takes out nishikori
2: my boy <laughs> <laughs> not so fast buddy not so fast <laughs> <sighs>
0: I love it. Well, then, hold on. We were, we've we been trying to put this off for, you know, as long as we can. Let's just get straight into the picks, then. Screw the contenders. Screw who we see <laughs> as early offsets. Let's just get into the draw. Cilic-Kopal. We don't need to spend long on it, right? We're taking Cilic. Yep. Yep. Easy. T- Trevigilia Trav- and Hercocz. Herkits? Herkits. I don't know how to say The young Her- Polish player. Herkosh. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to take him because he's a next-genner and he's a fellow pole, so shouts to us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take him versus Cilic. I don't see Chilich getting tested until the third round. We all agree Chilich should cruise pretty easily. Yeah. Yep. All right, then let's move on from that part. I think this next portion of the draw is my favorite section of this whole quarter, and there's a lot of interesting things in this quarter, as you mentioned, but still. Dim Taro Daniel, Francis Tiafo, Adrian Manorino. I'm not going to take this from you, Rothman, because you were the one who, when this draw first came out, you said, Tiafo manorino is the match I am glued on. I'll say this. They've played once before. It was back in 2016. City Open, Manorino won 6-5. Rothman, what is it about this matchup that intrigues you so much? And two, you know, we're a next-gen pod. These are the guys we talk about. How do you see the prospects for Francis in this one? So, so here's my thing. One,
1: both have relatively untraditional strokes. So, watching
0: this match, if you haven't really? seen, hold yeah. on, I need to think about because I agree about the Manorino forehand. Both very okay. Un- the Tiafo like band- forehand. No, 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 no. I'm um, sorry. What I mean to argue is, I feel like Manorino's ground strokes relatively compact, but definitely a little funky. Dude, if if you had
1: never seen tennis before and then watched a tiafo Manorino match <laughs> that would that's like the worst possible combo for trying to like teach fundamentals and technique other than maybe Baghdadis-Yuzni. sure i would even <laughs> say this is worse
2: Those anyways 50 year old guys you don't want to watch that
1: <laughs> well it's happening so
0: that's true uh, do so, 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 oh, yeah, I'm so to. but 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 getting back to this match, I mean, is it an upset alert? is going to be the, you know, he's the seeded player in this one.
1: No, I think Manorino, you know, is also one of those guys that is able to pull out big wins here and there. Uh, you know, he's 21 and 22 in the season. Hasn't done anything spectacular in the last few months. Um, I don't know. I think is playing well. And against lefties, I, I sometimes think that he can struggle, but... I don't know, man. I think Tiafo's playing well and I think he's gonna take it.
0: Matt, what do you think about the take that Tiafo actually would do better against the lefty because it's played to his backhand more often and that's the more consistent side.
2: Yeah, you know, that I agree with that. I have no issue that and you know, with that, and I think this is definitely an upset alert, uh, a hundred percent, but oh man, I for some reason and I wanna pick Francis. I really do. I love Francis. I mean <laughs> but my gut right now is just I just love me. the way
0: I'm sorry to cut you off I love the way you refer to these guys with their first names it's so affectionate when it comes from you you're just like look I love Francis it's like Francis is I love it it's just great I, to have you back I do on. I I,
2: I want to see him succeed every time he steps on the court that I mean he's a great great kid so um I'd love to see him win for some reason though I have a gut feeling that Manorino is just going to take this thing. And I think it can go five, uh, for sure. I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's almost a
1: <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'm going to cut you off here. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think this can even be considered an upset. They are 15 spots in the ranking different right now, which at that level is just kind of, in my opinion, negligible, especially for a young guy like Tiafoe who's – been moving up in the rankings tiafa just played rogers cup beat chechenato and rayonich had a close match with dimitrov probably should have pulled it out i I easily think that tiafa has the upper hand and it's not an upset
2: fair fair i just meant like seedings wise i mean technically you know we're gonna have to consider it an upset but i I know you. sure i'm with you on that um you know Rothman, I hope you're right, man. I hope Francis comes out and he's just, you know, he rolls through him. I mean, I'd love to see that. Um, It'd be sweet. It, it, it would. I just, I don't know. I have, I have a little bit of an uneasy feeling about it.
0: I'm going to echo Matt's sentiment. I, I can see why you'd feel Just for Marino. the guy is so solid. I mean, he will never beat himself. And the one thing with Francis Tiafo, we have seen him, you know, he goes through mental walls. He loses focus a little bit. And that's not to take away from Francis, because I agree with everything you've been saying, Rothman. The jumps we've seen from Francis this summer. I mean, it's it's spectacular. The guy is routinely winning matches at Masters events. He's routinely winning matches at the ATP level. He has solidified his place in the top 50. I mean, that's more than Jared Donaldson did this year. You know, that's the step of growth we were looking for from Tiafo, more, you know, from all of these next-gen guys. But when you're talking about a player like Manorino, you look at some of his past major results. Fourth round Wimbledon. Yes, he lost first round French Open, but third round Australian Open, third round last year's U.S. Open, fourth round last year's Wimbledon. Really solid game Rafin, you know I can't go against you. I'm going to roll with Francis as well. You, I always love to pick these next-gen Americans in the first round, so I'm going to roll there. I mean, I don't know. And, am I missing anything, Stokowiak or Rothman? Or what are the final thoughts?
1: I guess the only thing I would say, I, I think most of this match is a positive for Tiafo, but the thing that we have talked about is this Inability, I think sometimes for Tiafa to generate his own power. I think he does really well against big hitters, and I wouldn't consider Manorino to be one of the bigger hitters. And so that Very that is point. the only side of this where I do worry about Manorino being able to take him down.
2: That's a great point, Rothman. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Manorino will not give you pace. Francis is really going to have to focus on generating his own pace. And I, I just – it's tricky. He's so crafty. You know, the lefty uh, – uh, he's gonna know.
1: try too many drop shots and Manorino's quick. I mean we'll get to see some pretty interesting points with the droppers and, and Manorino's speed though, that's for sure.
2: I think at the very least, this one is gonna be entertaining. You know, I mean there's no reason not to watch this match. It's gonna be a fun match, regardless of who wins.
0: I completely agree with you, and then you look at the other side of that mini portion of the draw, the winner of that match takes on the winner of Alex DeManure and Taro Daniel, you know. Carl also Daniel a great match. has had a t- yeah a ton of incredible results on his own, but you know Stikoyak, I want to talk to you about Alex Diminuer because you had the chance to go to Winston Salem and we wanted to do a Winston Salem recap. Unfortunately, just the way it's so close to the Open, the timing didn't really work out well. But in that match, Diminuer, you know, he makes the final of the City Open, takes out Andre Rublev after fighting off match points. He was, you know, I think he won around this year at the Australian Open. He solidified his place in the top. I think 75, if not top 50, another one of these young, under-20 next-gen players to watch that there just seem to be so many of, and yet, to me, of the—I'm going to put him in this exclusive grouping, and maybe that's my mistake, but of the Zverev, Chorich, Chung, Tiafo, Tsitsipas, Medvedev, Hechanov, you know, grouping, he, to me— still seems the most I- immature physically. Like, to me, he can just be so easily overpowered and just his strokes are a little risky. I don't know. You see, you know, the the upside is there, but he's a level behind those other guys, right?
2: I completely agree. He's definitely a step below those guys at this point. Um, I had the chance to watch him against Medvedev. You mentioned uh, Daniil Medvedev, who won the Winston-Salem Open. Uh, I, was, I was courtside for that match. Dimonor played horrible. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He played a terrible tennis match. And, you know, I think Medvedev had something to do with that. He was really frustrating him. But like you mentioned, Gruskin, the guy is so small. I mean, I couldn't believe when I got out there, I was like, holy I mean, this guy, I I mean, he doesn't even really look like a college tennis player, to be honest. He looks like he might be, you know, just playing high school.
0: It, it, he is literally ridiculous. the prepubescent. Uh, per- he's the prepubescent from Perth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you look can, online,
1: they, they, they've got him listed at five eleven, one hundred and fifty. That is. That
2: uh-uh. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys right now. I sat courtside. I was right next to him. That is way, way generous. He's five ten, <laughs> probably probably even five ten tops, and he's there's no way he's one hundred and fifty. He's probably one thirty five, one forty, soaking wet. I swear, I'm telling you. But look, the guy—he's got talent, right? His foot speed around the court is ridiculous. I mean, he is top fifty in the world now, I believe, uh, close to it at yeah. least. And I mean, there's he's a reason forty-five right now. Forty-five in the world. There's a reason why he's there. The guy can cover the court really, really well. But in this match against Taro Daniel, who actually made the semifinals in Winston Salem, I mean, it's a tough ask. But honestly. As poorly as Dimonur played in Winston-Salem, he's got one match in there and that was it. I actually look for him to bounce back and rebound here at the U.S. Open. I think he's going to beat Taro Daniel. I do. I, I
1: think. Could... I, I agree with you. hundred yep. percent. I think Wait, part so, can so, I, so can the I, Medvedev. Can,
0: well, can I ask you both as well, Rothman, when you're done with this explanation, can you explain, and, and comparing Manure to Fritz in terms of upside, which guy you're higher on at this point? Because I really am curious, but go on with what you were saying.
1: That was kind of a crazy person to just throw into the mix. But uh, I, I think just to, to touch on the Medvedev loss, he did just come off a City Open where he was in the finals against Zverev. And, I mean, he took out Pospisil, Stevie, Chung, and Rublev. I mean, that is a solid four wins. Luckily got the withdrawal from Murray in the quarters, so it may have had a little bit to do with why he was fresh for the Rublev semi. I just, I think he's even though he's small he's clearly got enough current talent to go far and I think the more he develops and the the more he kind of puts on some weight and can put a little more oomph into his shot he's got a lot of upside potential Uh, if you talk about it versus Fritz I mean Fritz has a lot of movement to work on and that's harder to work on so uh, who knows he's ranked 45 right now I think he's got the the higher upside but but
0: the reason i the, the reason I want to ask you this, and I'm sorry, Matt, because I know you'll have a good take as well. Um, In terms of, you know, weapons, right? Both of these guys, I think, have weapons at their disposal. For Tim and Newer, the way he takes balls early, particularly the forehand, yeah, it's a little risky. Yeah, his contact point can get a little bit overwhelmed with pace. But still, you can see he's got that ball striking ability, that natural God-given talent to take balls early in the same way a Taylor Fritz does. The difference I see between the two, Diminuer, probably a little bit better of an athlete, particularly moving, as you mentioned. But Fritz, the bigger game, right? The bigger serve, the bigger ground strokes. And I guess Rothman, to further clarify, and I just want to give you a chance to respond real quick. Uh, Upside-wise, which guy do you like more? Because as Matt mentioned, Diminuer is a generous 5'11", 140. Like, that's that's generous. I mean, look,
1: (laughs) I've been on the Fritz train for a while, and I still have a lot of faith in him. (laughs) I will
0: say, it is, no, it's your train. Like, no one can debate that.
1: Yeah, so, I I mean, we've seen smaller guys do well on tour. Um, If he really is 5'10", that's, you know, not ideal but I I really think Fritz could end up being like some of these bigger guys. If he can work on the movement a little more, I think he's got so much potential. His forehand's huge. His backhand's gotten way more consistent. And if he can put a little more pop on his serve, work on the returns a bit, he, he's got these small areas. Whereas, I mean, there's a lot to work on with, with Dim an hour But, I mean, there's the potential where if he fills in and can really bulk up he's got a lot of potential so it's it's about two different types of potential there's the the bulking up getting physically strong where it will let the rest of his game fill in versus the kind of developed body and player and touching up certain parts that can make a big difference so it, it's two totally different types of potential
0: i appreciate that perspective and i will say this maybe i've been all in on the pablo Correa boosted train just because i watched him most recently I think the Fritz-Pablo crane uh comparison, very apt, very accurate. I think you could see both of them a little physically limited, a little bit tight in the hips. But when they can make clean contact on the ball, look out. All right, Matt, w- thoughts. Come on. I know you got it.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, really, I, I pretty much don't really have that much else to say other than what Rothman said. I agree with them. I mean, Fritz has the bigger game. You know, oh, Demon or I don't look, like look, this at all. I'm I'm stealing him, bro. Demonor (laughs) is being coached now by Leighton Hewitt. And and that's a guy that we remember would just, he was undersized. He would sit on the baseline. He'd make ball after ball after ball. And that's what Demonor does. Now, that's a little bit of a generous comparison. Leighton Hewitt, two-time Grand Slam champion. I'm not saying that Demonor is that good. But what I'm saying is he models his game after a Leighton Hewitt. He's that kind of a player. Fritz has major weapons. I mean, he can drop 140 on his serve. He can rock his forehand. I I mean, I think Fritz has a little bit more upside. I mean, it's, it's hard to say, but I agree with pretty much everything Rothman said. Demonor is going to fill out more. He's young. He's going to grow into his body. He will get stronger. And I think he's going to be a force on tour. He's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to fizzle out. He's just going to have to... He's, He's going to have to get used to grinding. I mean, every week of the year on tour against the best players in the world, it's a tough, tough ask. But, I mean, he's already top 50, so, I mean, I can't take any anything away from the guy. he He's a great player, and I like him.
1: Skrviaks, I-, I think you and I should start a podcast or something. I- 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 I-
2: we should, man. <laughs> I'm Dude, down. Don't do, do, this, do this to guy I've been... Uh-
0: I don't, I don't mean know. to be rude to Ty, to Jamie, to Gornette, any of the guys we've had on this podcast because everyone's been wonderful, but if you're going to do a two-hour super preview podcast for the US Open, you better schedule Matt Stokowiak as your fourth guest because you are never going to get more energy and enthusiasm for the game. I completely agree with you. Whenever you guys are ready to branch off, just you know, take Fliegner as well so I lose you all because I wouldn't <laughs> be able to handle it if I just lost just you two and it was poorly produced. <laughs> Um, so you know, at the very least, take him. But okay, we've talked about Diminuer enough. We let's talk about these four: Diminuer, Daniel Tiafo, Manorino. who moves on to the third round to take on Marinchelich. Start with you, Rothman. Um, I'm taking Tiafo. I I
1: think he is playing
0: well. Love it. Love uh, that pick. I, I want. I In want fact, him. West off, Cue the great pick, Sirens. I want the hot Sirens in the background. That was a f***ing wonderful pick. Why? Just because you agree? <laughs> because I agree and I don't want to argue right now at all. And so that's what I was looking for. But tell tell me why I agree with you.
1: No, I mean, you love Tiafo, You want to see the young Americans win. I do too. And I think this is a great opportunity for him. This, these are the kind of matches where if he wants to show he's progressing on tour, which he has, he needs to win. And I would love to see him give Chilich a good fight. I, I think that's a kind of match where you can see a five-setter in the third round and, and just be entertained.
0: Stokowiak, thoughts?
2: Yeah, no, I agree uh, uh, with Rothman. I think if Francis is there against Demonor in the second round, I think he can definitely take that match. But like I said before, I don't know if Francis will be there. I still like Manorino a little bit in that first round match. If it's Francis, look, I want. of course I want to see him in the third round, right? Who doesn't want to see that? But again, I'm still, I, I have a star next to that first round match with Manorino. And, and I'm just, I have that feeling. But if he does get through him, I can see him in the third round 100% if he beats Adrian Manorino.
0: Well, just real quick, let me ro- walk you guys through Francis Tiafo's last two U.S. Open appearances. Two years ago, 2016, loses in five sets to Isner. Last year, 2017, loses five sets to Federer. The guy is f***ing due. I mean, he just is. And if the tennis karma gods, they're going to empower people with the curse of 6-1. They're going to empower people with all of these different things. The least they can do is give us a Francis Tiafo first round victory at the U.S. Open. I'm going to... Why, I mean, look, I very much, I see the reservations, but I just, I agree, Rothen, it, this is the pick.
1: I mean, look, he, he got Isner and Fed in back-to-back U.S. Opens. He got Manorino this time. Now, still a scene. Yeah, he's
0: licking his chops.
1: Yeah, this is his chance. I, I, I like it.
0: Ah, completely agree. So, I'm going to go ahead and take Tiafoe as well. Sorry, Matt, we cut you off. You you, you like the Manorino pick? Ah,
2: uh. I mean, I still, it's funny because I'm looking at my bracket here and I still don't actually have it filled in. I, I really <laughs> don't. But I, I, have the, I have the winner of that match in the third round. It's a, a Tiafo slash Manorino. So, I, I don't know, man. I want to agree with you guys. Honestly, I think you might have convinced me. No, don't me. do it.
0: This is not an eco-chamber. Disagree if you have to.
2: I mean, I have been, haven't I? I've made my case for Manorino. <laughs> yeah. But, look, my heart, of course, I want Francis. My head might be telling me, Manorino, where's my pen? I'm going to pencil in Francis, <laughs> Francis
0: Tiafoe. <laughs> hey, cue the applause. Let's go, rock You did I'm doing it. I'm uh, doing it. I love it. I love it. Somewhere Brad Gilbert is very proud of you. All right, let's move on. We spent enough on those eight guys. Seriously, Alex De Manure is is probably going to lose first round, and Manorino is going <laughs> to win in straight sets, and then we're going to look so f***ing stupid. Uh, but okay, let's move on to the next portion of the draw. Two Americans in this portion. We've got Mackenzie McDonald taking on one of my favorite players, Robin Hassa. Just so fun to watch. Such a shot maker. You've got Smicek taking on Jan-Leonard Stroof. You've got Chechenato taking on Benito. And then you've got Gao versus Goffin. Um, we'll start with the top. Rothman, Benito, Chechenato. Who you got? And, you know, We don't have to waste too much time on this one. Chechenato. Stokowiak? Yeah. Yep, agreed. Benito's old. Are we, are, <laughs> like, are we ever going to talk about Chechenato's betting scandal? The fact that he was suspending for throwing matches and then coincidentally he starts trying and now he wins matches and is seated at Grand Slams. We're never going to talk about that little, bla- how uh, th- that maybe that there's a loophole. You don't have to be that good at tennis if you gamble correctly. We're, we're just going to let that slide.
2: That might have to be a topic for another day, guys.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I guess... Uh, Guess we're going to have to save that one for another time. Same thing, Smichek, Stroof, who you got, Rothman? Oof, um, I, I have Smichek. All right, good enough explanation why. He went on the Crack Interviews podcast?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I'm going to take the American. All right.
0: Uh, he's not got the so crowd right. behind
2: I'll, him. I'll take it. Not so fast, buddy. Not so fast. Jan-Leonard Stroof, <laughs> I think. He, he's coming out of this one. I hate to say it because I love Timmy speechcheck too. He's from Wisconsin. My guy Timmy Smichek, I would love to see him win, but look, Struf, six five. <laughs> this guy's a big time I mean, he's got big time shots. I mean, big power game. Uh Smicek, you know, he's a grinder. He's been around a while, but uh I think young Struf might might be able to get uh Timmy Smichek in this one. I'm going Struf. Are
1: you are you allowed to call Smichek Timmy in the way that I'm allowed to call Steve Stevie? Is that is that how this is working? And the way I'm allowed
0: to call Kozlov Steffi K? Oh, God, that's the worst.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's worse than both of those other ones, man. Um, but, yes, Rothman, we'll, we'll go with that. We can go cool. with that.
0: My guy, Timmy, is definitely the episode title for this segment. I love it more than anything. Okay, let's move on to the next portion, Mackie McDonald-Hassa. This is going to make for some fun tennis because Hassa will slap the ball around, but if you've watched Mackie, you know how f-ing fast he is. Rothman, UCLA is your school. Rock and roll. Give me the pick. So, I mean, I, I'm going to take Mackie
1: in this. Um, I, I think this is going to be a tough match. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think, like you said, Hasa can pull some <laughs> out of his, <laughs> his. He just beat Zverev at Cincy. I mean, I don't know. I, I really think that this is a chance for Mackie to pull out his A game. He. Obviously went three with Murray. I know Murray wasn't playing great, but he he shows that he can keep up with the top guys. And I want to see him do it. I, I think if I don't pick him, he'll lose. And I want to see him win. I think if you don't
0: pick him, he'll win. And that will be the curse. It, like, I it, knew it. I I said it. I do, I do find that happens sometimes. Maybe I should bet against him so that he wins. I swear to God, Stakowiac and I did Wimbledon podcast, and after wins, I would be like Stakowiac, I told you that was going to happen. he would be like, No, you didn't. Like you said, Ma- you said George was taking out Federer, and I was like, Yeah, uh, you're right. I did. I'm also that. now
1: I'm I'm realizing Hasa's has just had some good. Like Hasa beat Shapovalov recently at Rogers. He beat Nishikori recently at Rogers. Ugh. It's going to be a tough match. I, I don't know. I, tough, I'm, what I'm do you think against the am I'm, I'm picking Mackie, but it I don't know.
2: All right. Well, I got two things here. Number one, Rothman. So far, you're picking every single American. <laughs> every single American. Is this with your heart, buddy? Or is... Uh, come on. What's going on here? I like it. But are you... Do I you mean, truly believe uh,
0: it? I'm patriotic, brother. Let's do so it. So am I. I was going to so say... Am I. Pit- his face has the perfect distribution of red on top, white in the middle, blue for eyes. So it's perfect. Oh, it's, he is red, white, and blue. I was born for America.
2: <laughs> all right, man. I, look, I love it. I, I want to see them all win. I do too. This this match, though, the same star that I have by the Tiafo Manorino match, I also have by this match. Because, like you guys just mentioned, Robin Haas has been playing excellent tennis on the U.S. Open series, uh, you know, leading up to... Uh, Flushing Meadows here, so I'm, I'm, uh, again, it's like the Tiafo Manorino thing for me. I want Mackie obviously to win, but again, my head is kind of telling me, Hase, uh, I'm going to go Hase, but I'll be cheering for Mackie. How about that?
1: Okay, I've got, I have to bring this up because I brought this up with Gruskin the other day, and I heard a commentator call Robin, Robin Hase, I thought it was Haas. Some people say it's Haas, which I think is just wrong. What is what's the correct pronunciation? Where where are we?
2: That's a good question.
0: What does Gruskin <laughs> do think? Do I, I mean, I, I call him. He's the king of Class with Robin Haas, but I, I that he's not the okay, king that, of Class right, with Robin Hasse. That's right. Yeah, You're that, right. That, that,
1: that's why we don't ask him.
0: That's why, again, say, are we, you should, me we should about, do our own, I, I our own do, pod. I can yep. do McDonald. Like, McDonald <laughs> is a very Winston-Salem type of name. I can be down with that, but <laughs> Hase, Hase, it doesn't matter to me. It's all the same. I'm yeah. excited for this Robin. Yeah, Robin. oh, we can definitely... I guarantee you, Brad Gilbert, if he wins, is going to make The Adventures of Batman and Robin takes out Mackie Mackie Big Mac and, like, it three cents or whatever. And that's going to be his fing nickname now. Nah, you just gave him the idea. So good for that. Uh, dude, I would I be we, shut I down can, if you called it.
1: I think we can title the episode That Right There. I think, I think that's a the good adventure. one for the episode
0: <laughs> The Adventures of Batman and Robin
1: Hassa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who's Batman in this? I still, to me, the best Batman and Robin scenario is Delpo as Batman and Schwartzman. Or, sorry, Delpo as yeah, Batman and Schwartzman <laughs> as Robin. I just would love to see them cruising the skies of Argentina together as, like, a superhero combo. I mean, I know this isn't the first time I'm saying that, but can you imagine little Robin Diego Schwartzman? like? <laughs> that is, he would be so upset to hear that. I'm just, just saying. Better Robin Schwartzman or Messi to delpo's Batman. We never debated this.
1: Oh my god, Messi's the Batman to delpo's Robin. <laughs> yes. I
0: come on.
2: Messi's the best ever, man. What are you talking about? That's not even a question yeah.
0: for Ruskin. Get out of I here. Like... Get out of here comparing like... Messi to Robin. Either way, Del Bonus is the butler. He's Alfred. Like for <laughs> sure. No one gives a f- about Del Bonus. <laughs> But all right, let's move on from the McDonald Hasa match. I I don't know if I ever got a pick out of you guys. Did you, you took McDonald you took Hassas to Kowieak? That's right. Alright, then I'll take McDonald as well because I'm down to pick Americans and no one's gonna go back and be like, You picked this and if you do want to call us out for our picks on comments, I will happily take the criticism. Um okay, again. Go fan Gofen and Gale?
1: Yeah, I mean no, I'm just saying Gofen is taking it. He's taking Mackie. He's taking Chechenado. And I have this one open still. I okay, so here's here's my problem. He was playing so well before he pulled out of that match. And I feel like he's had enough time to recover if it's not a serious injury, but there's no info on it. Like that nobody's said anything as to how serious it is. If it's not serious,
0: I'm taking him over Chillish. So real quick, before before you jump in, because Matt, you look excited, and can I just say again, to watch Matt's body language during this pod, more so than any person in the history of podcasting, you need your own—CR Live needs to be renamed the the Koyak feed, because it's truly incredible. Uh, but you talk about Gofan Chilich head-to-head, Gofan leads 3-2 to two overall. I I agree. Before he went down with injury, Goffin was playing so well. In 2016, when he led Belgium to the Davis Cup final, I mean, he was winning rubbers on his own. He was doing what Murray was doing, two singles wins. I'm playing doubles. I'm winning doubles for my team. He was playing so well. He beat Anderson and and Delpo back-to-back
1: at Cincy, two huge hitters just like Chilich. I mean, that is like a recipe for a third win against a big hitter.
0: I completely agree with you. So I, I, as much as I'm pulling for Francis, and as much as I'm pulling for Mackey in that region, uh, again, Matt, are we sleeping on Gofan to make you know a third round potentially, four, you know, third round appearance versus Chilich? Maybe win that and make a fourth round. Well,
2: the way Rothman just put it, he has Gofan in the maybe... uh, in the quarters. If he's taking, sorry, out sorry, Hillary.
0: I meant fourth round quarter Yeah, sorry. Hey, great shot to me. I meant the quarters.
2: So I mean. Look, I don't know. I'm not going that far. Not so fast, Rothman. But here's, right. here's what I here's what I don't know, though. Here's what I don't know. And you mentioned it already. How How is his health? How is his health? Because that's. I mean, that, that affects the way that I make these picks here. If he's good to go, I have him in the fourth round, round of sixteen, matching up with Chillich. But if, I mean, if he's not ready to go, if he's going to be playing on one leg, or was it, I think it was an upper body injury. Like it's, a elbow or, it's a shoulder. It's a shoulder. Shoulder, shoulder okay.
1: slash elbow.
2: Well, here's the thing, man. I mean, if that's not ready to go, I mean, I could see him. He's going to win. He could win uh, the first round left handed. So I'm not worried about that. Second round, though, <laughs> against Robin, I mean, if Gofan has one arm, I think Robin can win that. But if GoFan is healthy, obviously, I'm picking GoFan. I, I just don't know. I mean, I like GoFan to get through, you know, to the fourth round. But again, I'm I'm putting an asterisk by that because we really don't know.
1: Yeah. No, it, it's a tough call. I mean, if <laughs> look, if anyone has some inside information for us so I can make a pick before we submit these brackets, it'd be much appreciated. I'm trying to make that that 50 <laughs> bucks to Tennis Warehouse. I just warehouse. want you guys to
0: know. I didn't make a single selection in my Tourneytopia before this preview podcast, thinking that doing it for this long would give me clarity. If anything, I think I tied myself into way worse picks than I'd want. Oh, my make. God. I, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> scratching all of this. I'm going back to ground zero when I look at the draw, and I am not taking Query to the quarterfinals. Just know that <laughs> to anyone who listened to part one Sam Query will not be in my Tourneytopia oh quarterfinals. My I was just trying to show up. Yeah, so you... don't worry about that. <sighs> Backtracker. Dude, Fligner can quack this out. <laughs> yeah, pun C- pen C- pen C- intended.
1: <laughs> it was
2: so clear. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's great. Dude, the sad thing is that, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. So that wasn't in this part. I was unclear. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> I haven't repeated the joke. Good. Um. Okay. We need to move on. We spent way too much time breaking down in these individuals. I'm now going to give you guys a match. No explanation. Straight pick. Okay. First round: Schwartzman, Delbonis, Rothman, Schwartzman, Stakowicz, Schwartzman, Garcia Lopez versus Jaume Munar.
1: Garcia Lopez.
0: Munar. Could not agree more. Munar. I don't think Rothman knows who that is. He's a young Spanish gun. Trust I do. me, you're going to want to d- pick him. I, okay. <laughs> I just tried to get you frustrated. Uh, sure. All right, Let's we'll see go back to this. Bagnus Monfis. Monfis. Yep, 100%. Love it. I'm rolling with him as well. Go, Monfis. Uh, Martyr Nishikori. Martyr. Kidding. Kidding. Nishikori. <laughs>
2: I, I, thought wish. I, know, yeah. I thought you were going
0: to be serious there for a second. God. No, no, I, c- I couldn't do it. All right. What about you, be- you're taking Nishikori, I'm assuming?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what, You know, the biggest thing I regret over this podcast is that I didn't say Federer was taking on Mint Chocolate Chip <laughs> in his first round match, Rothman, <laughs> when he was playing Nishioka. I should have dropped the nickname there, but I completely you forgot. You should have. I know. I'm going to take your brother. Uh, no, sorry. This max is coming up short. Give me Nishi Corey. All right, Krayanovich, Ebden. Um, I think I currently have Krayanovich.
1: Yeah, I've got Krayanovich. That's a tough one, though. Low-key, Ebden can pull it out, but I'm going Krayanovich.
0: Krayanovich has probably had the better post-Paris run since, you know, that Paris final last year against Jack Sock, but we should do an oral history on crack rack. it's Just the Paris, you know, how drunk did they both have to get after making that Masters 1000s final to have the year they both respectively had in singles? I'm talking about Krajinovich and Sok. Just not exactly how you expect to follow up that Masters result, but okay, Stokowiak, I'm taking Krajinovich, who you got.
2: Yeah, I am too, but again, uh, like Rothman said, Ebden's not really a guy that you probably prefer to play in the first round he serves in volleys a lot he's kind of a tricky player I think Eddin could definitely take it that wouldn't shock me at all but I'm gonna go with uh all
0: right next one Hanifman Kohlschreiber battle of Germans not since the battle ta- of the Blitzkrieg have we seen this who you got Rothman oh god I'm
1: taking the German senior um Hanifman played like trash at Stowe I'm sorry bro it was uh it, you definitely could have stepped it up a bit but also
0: Kohlschreiber just has the experience Also, I just had the recollection in the Ty Kwiatkowski part of the podcast, I compared our Murray fandom to the splitting of the English church. Amongst (laughs) like (laughs) 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 I got to get my sh** together. I'm sorry. Uh, All right, Stakoya, who you got? Hanifin Kohlschreiber.
2: Uh, I will also be taking the veteran, the elder uh, German, Mr. Kohlschreiber.
0: All right, that's a throwaway pick. It's worth one point. Just on my heart alone, I'm taking Hanifman. I really, just, whatever. Uh, all right, Vesley Mute, who you got? I took Vesley. Matt.
2: Yep, Vesley. I saw Mute play in Win- in Winston Salem. Uh, he, he uh, I, I wasn't too impressed. Another small guy, similar to Demonor. I'm going Vesley.
0: I'm also going to take Vesley simply because I would love. To watch Vesley take on Alex Virov in the second round. I think that's two big servers. Vesley's going to put pressure on him. I feel like I say this every time I try and talk myself into Vesley as the big lefty. The fact that former junior world number one, former junior Grand Slam champions. Tokowiak is laughing because I'm pretty sure I gave him the same argument during Wimbledon. Uh, which is kind of funny. So... I, I'm not going to put Zverev on an upset alert. I think if he is ever going to advance to a fourth round without dropping a set, it's got to be this tournament. But I do want to give a shout-out to his first-round opponent, Peter Polanski, who becomes the first player in history to receive a lucky loser in all four Grand Slam singles draws in a single oh, calendar wow. year. Four lucky losers? He's Guess literally the luckiest loser. I know, that's incredible. <laughs> that's that's really f- good. So that's the type of thing that makes we you know, we think makes tennis one of the most unintentionally comedic hey, sports gonna, in the I'm world. Hey, I'm going to let
1: him make my tennis bets. <laughs> if, yeah, he's, seriously. If that luck carries elsewhere,
0: I will give him all my money. Completely agree. So, okay, well, again, let's go quick. Vesely Zverev, who you got? What, I mean... Zverev? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Stikoyak? Yep. I'll take Djokovic. Oh, no, get get out of here. Uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh sorry, Cole Schreiber, Krajanovic. Cole Schreiber, I'm doing it. Oh, all right, Cole Schreiber, Zverev. Who goes to the fourth round? <laughs> Zverev. So you think Zverev's crazy. You think the same thing, Koyak? I
2: I have that exact same draw. Yep.
0: All right, I agree. We already debated Monfis, Nishikori. Max is taking Monfis. Who are you taking, stakoyak? You're taking Nishikori?
2: I, I am. I I, I am. Uh, again, of course, Montes could easily win that. I wouldn't be shocked at all. But I don't know. I'll go with K. Former I U.S. Open finalist. McDon-
0: I think Jamie McDonald will refuse to come back onto the podcast if we don't pick Nishikori in this. So I'm going to take Nishikori just for the sake of keeping that relationship alive. I know that's his boy. So I'll take Nishikori. Um, and then Schwartzman versus Munar. Sorry, Rothman, you're being overruled. Who you got? Yeah, I'm taking Schwartzman. Straight up. No no
1: no explanation. Well, I also don't, I also think Lopez is still taking Munar. I know you guys are all high and mighty on, on the youngin', but I, I think that Funny. his elder Garcia is going to him. Garcia Lopez
0: versus Schwartzman. Who wins? Schwartzman. I'm taking Garcia Lopez, let me tell you why. First of all, it always comes back to Kashnov. It always <laughs> back
1: to Kishnov. <laughs> no, it's Cameron. It's, can't you know what? Look, it's it's Schwartzman. It's gonna be a Schwartzman Monfi third round, and Monfi's taking him down for a fourth versus Verve. You heard it here first. It's gonna be sick.
0: Well, can we also say I don't love much about the aesthetics of the new U.S. Open logo? I will say on this draw oh, we're gonna sheet bring in that particular. Up now? <laughs> I know, but in this draw <laughs> sheet in particular, to have two Argentinian flags followed by two Spanish flags back to back in the draws, kind of aesthetically pleasing. I don't hate it. Like I, I know that's really random, but it's it's a nice draw to look at. Uh, I'm also going to take <laughs> Schwartzman over Moonar, and then I'm probably going to take I'm going to take Diego Schwartzman to make the fourth round. I'm in on it. I'm in on that pick. If no Ruben can't, Diego can. Um, I just think he's been playing really well. I think he's really solid. I think it's going to be really hard to stick with him three out of five sets. What do you think, Stikowiak?
2: Um, I like Schwartzman to play nishikori in the third round but i'm I'm going with uh with k in that one again i mentioned it before he's a former finalist here he knows how to play in new york uh you know hopefully he doesn't have any injury issues or anything but if he's playing well i like k in that section um and just a little side note i did watch garcia lopez play as well in winston-salem Rothman, he has a 0.01% 0.01% chance of making the third round. Garcia Lopez looked horrible. He's not even going to beat Munar. Switch that pick. That's good. All right, I well, love,
1: it. love hey, it. Hey, look. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and right now switch that pick because of your confidence hey, right there. Cue
0: the applause again, Westoff. We did it. We convinced of it. Let's go. That's when we you know it's been a good podcast. Love it, man. Great move. But all right. Wait, I'm getting exhausted. I, I, I was Even say, I'm I- sick of talking tennis. So so let's let's wrap this up as quickly as possible. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Let's let's talk, we're talking third round matchups. We agreed Chilich getting to the third. I took Tiafo, Max took Tiafo, Matt took Manorino, who we Oh no, no no, Matt changed his mind and rolled the Tiafo train. Who do we have going to the fourth round from that section? Rothman.
1: Yeah, I have got Chilich taking out Tiafo, and then I, I still think Gofen... Even with the injury, is gonna take out Cechinato. I, I think right now I'm gonna keep Chilich, you know, taking him down. But uh I don't know. If he's healthy, there's a chance. But for right now, I've got Chilich playing Gofen and Chilich taking him down.
0: What about you? What do you got, Sakoia?
2: Yep, I got the same thing I, again You guys I, are you don't, so I don't, f-
0: don't, boring. It's unbelievable. No, we're GoFan, just smart.
2: <laughs> I don't know if Gofen is gonna get there. look. I'm prefacing these picks with reasons why it may not happen, okay? So I'm covering my I know.
0: They call you two backs to Kowiak. It's unbelievable because you've always got a backtrack for each answer.
2: Oh, okay. No, but hey, I'll still make a pick, though. I'll still make a pick. No. I've got Chilich Chilich in the quarters for sure. Um, You know, whether it's GoFan or Strufe or really anybody else, I don't care. Chilich has won the U.S. Open. I'm, I'm going with Marin.
0: I love it. Well, then, bottom half, or I should say, my top half. I'm going with Tiafo and I'm going with Mackie. and I think no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna say Chilich plays. Uh, I'm gonna say Hassa. F- it. Uh, like I really think not Gofen is gonna emerge from that portion of the draw. Hey, hey. Wait, didn't I pick McDonald? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. lost the thread there. I'm sorry. I, I, I uh. Oh man, I'm conflicted. Right, I'll, I'll
1: take it from here. We we,
0: we <laughs> no give me go and chill. Uh, give me just not Chilich make it. No, I'll take Chilich to make the quarterfinals. And I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have Chilich versus Zverev career head to head. Zverev lead, er, leads five to one. The only time he's lost to Chilich was in 2015 at the City Open. He beat him earlier this year on clay. The last time they played on hard was. The you mean MVP at City? At City. <laughs> Good old Sorry. City. Go no, City, good. baby. Uh, and then the last time they played on Hardcore was the ATP Tour Finals last year, which Zverev won in three sets. If, Ma- if Alex Zverev—I almost said if Max Zverev— if Alex Zverev doesn't make the the semifinals of this major, we will spend a lot of this offseason talking about it. So for the sake of the narrative, I am going with Alex Zverev because I do not want to spend my summer or my off season trying to justify why— he- People should think he could make the jump to world number one next year. I think this is the time for him. The draw looks perfect. You know, Chilich is vulnerable. He didn't. You know, he he made it decently far in both Cincy and in Rogers Cup, but that has always been a matchup that's looked well for Zverev. He feeds off the Chilich pace well. He moves a little bit better than Marin. Uh, I just think it's a good matchup for him. This is his opportunity, and so for this quarter, this is the rant I've been getting on, uh, like I've been holding in all day. It is Alex Zverev's time to make a major semifinal. That's who I'm taking in this quarter. Rothman, give me your pick for the semifinalists from this quarter, and then I want to give Stokowiak the chance at the end to, you know, ask, answer our usual round of questions.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't need to go into too much depth. It's Zverev. Uh, like you said, 5-1, I- and one, playing well. He needs to make this semifinal. And I would just, I would love to see a, a Zverev Djokovic semi. I think it would be unbelievable tennis. Uh, yeah, Zverev.
0: All right, Matt, I want you to do a couple things first. I want you to give us your semi from this quarter, and then I want you to give us, again, your, your biggest sleeper in the entire draw, not just this quarter, early upset alert of the top 20 seeds, your last American male singles player standing, and your eventual U.S. Open men's champion.
2: Fair enough. Um, Out of this quarter, I'm I'm going Marin Cilic. Um, I know you guys said 5-1, but was any of those in a slam? I don't think so. We know what Zverev does in (laughs) the slams. Look, I'm just saying, man, it needs to happen eventually, but based off of everything we've ever seen from Zverev, he's proven that when he gets to this stage, he can't come through. Cilic, on the other hand comes through usually at this stage all the time. He's made grand slam finals. He's won the US Open. So my confidence level going into that match, if we do get it, is just is just going to be with Chilich. Of course, Zverev could win, but you know, he's got the talent, but I'm I'm riding Chilich in that one. And I'm not even really that worried about it. Sasha Step up, man. But I need to see it before I pick you. I need to see you do it before I'm gonna make that pick. Well,
0: uh, the best is you, you're gonna go home now, and you're gonna be like, you're not gonna believe this. I picked Chilich over Zverev as my upset, and I'm gonna be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like yeah.
2: Well, that is an upset, isn't it, or or, or no? You're right. I mean,
0: you're right? love what's I love his commitment. Anymore? I know you, I love him. You I'm guys like, need to tell
2: me what upsets are, because I don't think I know anymore.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm, I'm calling the the Monfi over Nishi, Corey, and Schwartzman. That's an upset.
0: Meh.
2: But see, eh. what's the Even difference that, between that and Chilich over Zvera?
0: Uh,
2: I mean, yeah, you know what I'm not. saying?
0: Agree, so, agree. But so yes, but so that's your sorry. So go on. So that's your that's your pick for this quarter.
2: That's my pick for this quarter. Uh, My early upset, I've actually got two of them written down. Dominic Team is is one of them, 100%. He's the number nine seed. I think he could be out early. I mean, first, second round tops, I don't think he lasts any further than that. And uh, also, I have Jack Sock. Um, You know, not much needs to be said (laughs) here. I have lost... All faith in Jack Sock. You are the, the
0: third cracked rackets writer, and we only had three on this podcast to say <laughs> Jack Sock's there. Like it's unbelievable. No one is in on Jack Sock.
2: No. Why? Why would they be? What? If, what yeah. have we seen from Jack Sock to give us any other any other reason? We haven't I'll seen say anything. This-
0: yeah, but I'll say this for Sock, uh, any press is good press, right? And if that's the the motto you're operating under, you know, everyone seems to always talk about Jack Sock. He is really one of the most, if not the most, polarizing talent on tour.
2: That I can't disagree with. But one thing I can definitely tell you is that both Dominic Team and Jack Sock will be out of this event very early. Uh, I love it, it. When it comes to my biggest sleeper in the draw, I've got unseated... Daniil Medvedev, written down for this. Mm, mm. Okay? I just watched him at Winston-Salem. This guy, I didn't really realize until I really focused on him in person. This guy has some serious talent. He's 6'6", and he moves incredibly well. His ground strokes are rock solid. He doesn't crush the ball all the time, but he keeps the ball very low. He hits it hard and flat. Guys don't like playing Daniil Medvedev. He's young. He's up and coming. That's my guy for a sleeper in this tournament. He's hot right now. He just won six okay. matches in a row.
1: I, I was just going to say, so I, I love that pick. I currently have a medvedev Tsitsipas second round match, and I'm assuming yes. you do too. Are you taking Medvedev? Because, ah. and, and similarly in the way that you're describing Medvedev's game, I would say the same thing goes with Tsitsipas. I think Tsitsipas is 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, Big yep. guy moves pretty well for his size... And has great groundies. I think they play very similarly. And Alex, if you dab one more time
0: in the camera, I will jump through the camera uh, and tackle yeah, you. All I'm saying is that's literally verbatim the rant I gave you after I watched Medvedev play at Cincy. It's so much more impressive to see him play in person than it is on a live stream. The forehand is disgusting on live stream. In person... Everything stays low. The net clearance is really low, but it's a tough ball to hang with. I didn't mean to take away from your question, though, Rothman, because I think it's a very good one. So please, Matt, take over.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with this one as well because I love Sitsipas. I mean, Gruskin knows. We've talked about him all summer about, you know, a next-gen guy to, to watch out for. Um, here's my thing with Medvedev. I mean, I I'm going to pick Medvedev because if I'm going to have wow. him as my biggest sleeper, I've got to roll through with him, right? I mean, I can't have him as my biggest sleeper and then have him out in the second round. So I'm going to roll with Medvedev. I just hope that he's not too tired from Winston-Salem. If he feels good, I think he can definitely win the match. But I mean, that one, that's must-see TV, guys. I mean, if you don't have your popcorn ready for Medvedev, pass, I don't know what you're going to be doing, but that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, and it could go either way, but I'm going to roll with Medvedev um, as my last American male players standing again i have two written down here i think it's going to be either john isner or stevie johnson and here's why i i think their draws kind of lead you know lead the way there stevie's in that dominant team section of the draw i think if he can get through there he has a chance definitely to make the fourth round same thing with isner i like isner's draw you know, I would love to pick one of the young guys, a Tiafo, a Mackie McDonald, as my last American male standing. But with their draws, I just I can't do it because we've already gone over this. Mackie playing Robin in the first round, Francis playing um Manorino.
0: Those are Robin. Just... I love it. <laughs> Sorry, go on.
2: Hey, if we if we can't decide on a last name for him, I'm gonna call him Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but for all those reasons, I'm gonna say that. You know, based off of experience, weaponry, hardcore play, I think Isner or Stevie J is probably going to be the last American standing. Um, but, hey, if it's somebody else, great.
0: I'm, I'm All right, perfect. well, last last but not least, it took us – oh, sorry, Rothman, did you have something to say?
1: No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think Isner, unfortunately, just has the easier draw i think if steve can steve can somehow get through tm he'll be he'll be golden uh but yeah you're right i think isner's draw is just a little too easy
0: all right well then last but not least the it took us an hour three minutes to get to this portion but it's finally time rothman flagner can we get a little drum roll here <laughs> Matt Stokowiak, your winner of the 2018 U.S. Open Men's Singles Championship is... Novak Djokovic. I hate you. And this time... I hate you. (laughs)
2: He's not the underdog. He's not the underdog this time. He's the favorite. Okay, Ruskin? (laughs) This is for you, buddy. Last time, he came into Wimbledon as the number 12 seed. Won the whole thing. All he's done since then is continue his unbelievable play into the hard courts. He won Cincinnati for the first time. He's the number six seed here. There's no way that you can't consider him the favorite. Now, does that mean he's definitely going to win the tournament? No. I mean, there's lots of other players that could have the opportunity to beat him. It could be Nadal. It could be Federer. But right now, before one ball has been hit in the tournament, I have to favor Novak to win because he hasn't given me any other reason not to. So at this time, right now, before the tournament, Novak,
0: I think, has the best chance to win it. Love
1: Skobiex. it, All, all I gotta say, man, is great minds think alike. We were on a wavelength tonight, and thank you for coming on because no, I, I needed, got, I needed that.
0: I he, and I need. One I'm not, mind I'm not, I'm not saying. I know
1: we still, we still need his 30 seconds of pure commentary on the U.S. Open. Anything goes. Spit out your thoughts because we know you've got them.
0: 30 all seconds
1: right. on the clock. Fliegner, start it now.
2: Here they are. So I'm again looking for most of the top seeds to dominate in this tournament. I look for Rafa, Novak, Fed to all make the quarters pretty easily. I've got Chilich in there. I've got Delpo in there. I think these guys, you know, Gruskin and, and I talk about this a lot the next gen players coming through, trying to take over. And when are we going to see that breakthrough? I'm telling you guys right now, it's not coming this tournament. This year, one, at the end of the day, it's going to be Novak, it's going to be Rafa, or probably Roger. They're the top three favorites, in my opinion, going into it. And I, I look for those guys to get through at the end. I really do. We're going to see some upsets. But man, it's just these next-gen guys aren't going to break through, and we're not going to see like four next-gen guys in the semis. That I can promise you.
0: So Jamie's going to get salty because I let you finish talking and I cut him off at a hard 30. But I suppose that's what happens after you spend the entire day previewing the U.S. Open – uh, this will be our last podcast, and because our t- in total we're, we're at about the three-hour mark between the four parts, we are not going to do a changeover chat with you guys. Sekoiak, I see you laughing in the background. Typical us going three hours for this draw, but it is the last major of the year, and it's really going to be our last chance to see all these tennis players on the biggest of stages, You know, all the narratives available to them. As you mentioned, I love you talking about the next-gen guys. This is their last chance to send a signal, say, hey... You know, don't forget about me as you're preparing for 2019. We are a rising crop of players, and we are who you need to look out for. You know, Sekouiak, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on because you raise the level of everyone around you on this podcast, and your energy is contagious. And, you know, I'll be calling you in, what, 10 hours when play starts, and we'll be starting our breakdown for tomorrow's Daily Recap. Absolutely, man.
2: It was a pleasure, guys. Thanks again for having me on, and yeah, we're going to be back shortly.
0: No, Hell absolutely. Yeah. And and I would be remiss if I did not thank our two special producers, Daniel Westhoff and Max Slinger, who have truly a fuck of a job to do on this one. I mean, we are talking a lot of content to get ready for the U.S. Open. They will be helping us so much all week, so a big thank you to them in advance. And then most importantly, to my guy, Maxwell Bauer Rothman, doubles partner, partner in crime, co-host. You know, you stuck with me throughout all of it, so as always, appreciate your work, big guy. And to, you know, to quote someone, I know, good job by you, Maxie.
1: Hey, great shot to you as well. It's been uh, a brutal four hours listening to you talk nonstop, but uh, I think it's time for us to wrap it all up. Get so, ready for some wonderful tennis tomorrow. And you know what, Alex? I want you to close it off. We uh, had a great, <laughs> we had a great four hours. This was so fun. And we've got some beautiful tennis coming our way in Flushing Meadows, New York. And with that, one last
0: time. For... One last
1: time. Yeah, gotta for, do it last for,
0: time. For all of our co-hosts from this episode, we're talking Jamie McDonald, which he may have come on two days ago. I'm not really sure. We're talking Ty Kwiatkowski. We're talking Alex Gornett. We're talking Matt Stachowiak, Super Producers, Westoff Fliegner. We're talking Maxwell the Bauer Rothen. We're probably Gruskin. talking sound effects from your dogs in the background as long as it's been so long. But... What do we say to all those lovely people who joined us We today? say to them, hey great shot let's enjoy this last grand slam of the year and we will be with you all week so thanks everyone for listening